Hello. All right, this is your professor, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background on what incoming freshmen should know about college, college culture, and what I think is important. These are taken from a couple blogs that I have posted, and I will put that information in the, the notes to this podcast. First up, what incoming freshmen should know from a teacher-administrator perspective. I picked this up from a Reddit thread, and these are mostly the words of other faculty and staff who have been involved in the college experience long enough to understand the culture. And if you're new or if you're the first generation college student, this stuff doesn't make sense. It might not be intuitive. But I swear to goodness, this is the way it is. This Many of these things shocked or surprised me or took me a long time to learn. Don't make excuses for late or missing work. Unless the professor is brand new, we've heard many well-crafted fake excuses. And then I add my thoughts. It isn't that we don't care. It's that it doesn't matter. If you read the syllabus, I've designed syllabus to anticipate emergencies as much as we can. I, have, I mean, and I have taught for almost 30 years, and I don't know how many people have lost parents, grandparents. I've lost two students from my classes during the class, but they were both incredibly dramatic and made major news. We try to design our classes to deal with the unexpected as best we can. And that's why we have these protocols, rules, procedures that we outline in the syllabus. And that's one of the reasons we follow those. It doesn't matter how good your story is. And every now and then you get students who think that, well, if my story is good enough, I should get what I want. And as much as I like the movie Clueless, which was based on a Jane Austen book, the idea that you can argue or negotiate with a teacher to get a better grade or or an extension, I think it really did a disservice. And that sort of mindset is is counterproductive. Also, number, the next thing on the list, address professors as professor unless they tell you differently. Now, this is really important if you have a woman or a professor of color. And I was just reading somewhere else in an academic bulletin board system about how many women have had a student walk up and address a junior faculty, someone just freshly hired with only a master's degree, as Professor Smith. But the chair of the department with a PhD and a and fame, they call Andy or Andrea um, or Miss whatever. Now, there is, maybe you're not aware of it, and I know that a lot of high schools, in high school you call people Mr. or Mrs. or Miss, which it always bothered me. Why do I have to know the relationship of the teacher to a man in order to know whether to call him miss or missus. That, that always bothered me from my grade school. I went to a Catholic school. I thought that was weird. But the idea that college professors should be called by their first name is is fairly new, and it only came about after college professors started being largely women and people of color. Back in the 70s, 80s, when all the faculty were almost all men and white, everyone used professor or doctor. The idea now that it's no longer cool or somehow arrogant to ask people to call you professor, or I think is a way of denigrating the accomplishments of women and people of color, to be honest. I really do. My ego is pretty Teflon-coated, and I'm pretty confident. I'm not going to be offended or hurt if you call me by the wrong name, but I'll explain later in another podcast what it says to me, depending on what you call me, and it may surprise you, but that's, that's for another podcast for another day. If you Oh, and do read the syllabus. Because there's a lot of stuff in there. Any more faculty, administration and, and students alike are treating it like an 
end-user licensing agreement, that do you agree thing you click through on in order to use iTunes or whatever. Nobody reads that. Actually, the syllabus does include stuff you will be held accountable for, and a lot of it's useful. Check out the syllabus. If you're struggling, get help. Talk to your teacher. We like to see students come talk to us. We want you to come talk to us. And for goodness sake, if a teacher says, come talk to me, do it. You're not in trouble. It's not a bad thing. And one big major difference between high school and college is in high school, only the bad students talk to the teacher after class. In college, only the good students come talk to me after class. Because there's going to be days when you don't understand what's going on. Maybe it's because the content was very hard. Maybe it was because, because it was new. There was a gap in your education. Even at good schools, they might not teach you the same things that the teacher might expect you to know. Some classes are more difficult than others. Some lessons that I teach are more difficult than others. For the most part, in English classes, usually just understanding what's going on. And sometimes on one-on-one, in one-on-one conversations, the teacher can be much more direct and they can make things more clear. Don't be ashamed to ask questions, to come to the teacher and, and ask for clarification. Do be polite and respectful. Telling somebody they're a dumbass doesn't help anybody. Don't be an a-hole. That's my, my, by the way, my course policies in a nutshell. Don't be an a-hole. Don't plagiarize because you will get caught. But this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. There used to be this show on TV called uh, Name That Tune. And these people that were really into music would compete. Who could guess the name of a song based on the fewest number of notes? And there were people who you could play one note and they would know based on the note that started the song. They'd know there's a limited number, and with the, the hints and clues they'd gotten, they could guess the name of a song. It was rare they could do it on one note, but most of the people who made it on TV could guess the name of the tune within five or six notes. That was just insane to me growing up. But now, as, as a teacher, I realize that if that's your thing, if music is your thing, and you listen to it all the time, and it's your life, you love it, it's your passion, it doesn't seem strange that you could know the name of a song in a few notes. Reading is one of my passions and it may seem strange to you that I can pick out someone's voice someone's someone's style from just a few phrases but it's actually I've, I've been doing this for decades decades if the prof professor asks you to come in for help do it which in an online class that means give me a call let's arrange some sort of talk like I said A and B students are the ones that come talk to me you know who may, who, when things are not clear they don't freak out they don't get scared or offended or, or embarrassed. They just get in touch. I can't tell you how many smart kids have dropped out of school. It's not how smart you are. It's how you stick to things. It's finishing what you start. It's following through. You're going to have some good professors and some great professors, and you're going to have some bad ones. You, learn from, you, learn, you can learn from anyone. My mom used to say, you can learn from any teacher, even a bad one. And I, I firmly believe that. There are going to be classes that no matter how hard you try, they're going to be hard. They're going to be difficult or unpleasant. Hopefully, in our class, you're going to have them fun most of the time. I want to follow this, so I want to end this, this, pod, this podcast with a little bit about my personal curriculum epistemology. This is where things come from in my particular teaching theory, why I believe what I believe. I think there are the three biggest challenges facing education and, and people who want to be successful in the future, regardless of what your, what your major is, regardless of what you plan on doing with your life. There's three things we're going to have to address in the future. Research tells us that 70% of the jobs that you are going to be doing five years from now don't even exist yet. So we have to prepare students for an environment that we we can't see yet. 
Now, I made these projections uh, four years ago, and I, I'm going to stick with them. I just keep thinking it's more and more true. I think the three biggest things we need to address in composition classrooms are, number one, privacy and ownership. This includes the creation of shared information and copyright and plagiarism. What are ownable ideas? What is fair use? Now, number two, resource management, and that includes literacy and economics and natural sciences and, key to our class, how to access and process information and information resources. You heard about fake news? I've been dealing with this stuff all my life. This is what I do in Comp 1. And learning how to evaluate the quality and content of information and how to use that information, that's what we do in Comp 1 and Comp 2. Number three, creating and managing digital profiles. What this COVID thing has taught us is that, you know, we've been hesitating. We've been holding back on moving things online, working from home, taking online classes. These have not moved very fast. The technology has been here, but we haven't moved there until, boom, now that we have a really good reason, a lot of jobs turns out we can do online. A lot of these meetings that used to make me sit three hours through, we can do online in 20 minutes. I think this is the future. Learning how to create and effectively manage a digital profile the way others see you the way you present yourself through your words, through your communication. This is through social media. This is multimodal communication. And by the way, multimodal communication means using images, using sounds, using all of these things together in an online environment. This is going to be crucial. Understanding trigger warnings, microaggressions, and troll-like behavior. This is part of what we do in our class. This is going to be essential into managing online digital communication and commerce in the future. All right. Thank you.